Good morning, good evening, good night, folks. This is your Football Scout 365 host, Woody Massey, and I'm here with a third eye today. We have all the <laughs> we have all the uh the staff here today. We got CSB and McLaughlin. What up? Got nasty Nate Parker. The nastiest. Ooh, mm, wow. Brandon Lundberg. What up, man? God, Slight it's, delay. It's an art how awkward you can make an intro. It's I know, I love it. You're looking a little swollen today, Beeline. I know, I know. Looking All right, y'all. We're gonna dive right into the news. We're gonna, we're trying, we're calling this new, uh, new news section cram session. I'm gonna give you all the news in two minutes, and then we're gonna, or less. So if we do it in anything longer than two minutes, I'm gonna send you a pizza. Good luck, Woody, because I know speed. I know power is kind of your forte, but speed, at least as long as I've known you, it's it's never been your thing. You'd be surprised. You the man. You'd be surprised. All right, let's talk about it. Dwayne Haskins, dead at 24. Unfortunately, he's hit by a dump truck and pronounced dead at the scene. He was walking on the side of the road after his car ran out of gas on the way to practice. Such a shame. Minority coaches Ray Horton and Steve Wilkes joined Brian Flores. Suit versus the NFL. NFL star tight end Rob Gronkowski says if he plays this year, it'll only be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Robert Walton planning to bid for the Denver Broncos. That'll be interesting. Houston Texans extend Brandon Cook's extension worth $39 million over two years, and yet he might be traded again for a 20th time. Debo Samuel has deleted over 80 Instagram posts, unfollowed the San Francisco 49ers account, and completely scrubbed them from his account. I heard that the 49ers were on wide receiver Tinder. Derek Stingley impresses at LSU Pro Day. (laughs) He's probably moving up the board. Buffalo Bills extends Stephon Diggs with a four-year, $96 million deal. And that's the cram session, folks. Uh, Let's talk about Dwayne Haskins. This is a shame, man. You know, it's funny because he'd become like a butt of jokes, really, with how the stories you hear coming out of Washington and stuff like that. And then just like, dang, that's crazy. And all of us, you know, not all of us, but some of us have run out of gas. You got to walk on the side of the road. Last thing you think is someone's going to hit you on the side of the road where no one's driving. Yeah. 24 years old, man. (sighs) Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. That's that's Dwayne Haskins. um, I don't think it's he at least had another decade in the NFL, at least as a backup. As a backup, for sure. I mean, the, then yeah. the the physical tools were there, right? It was a lot of immaturity and stuff, um, which is why he was at the, you know, kind of crossroad in his life that he was being a backup for the Steelers, man. But as we alluded to, what he just kind of going through his ups and downs, it, when stuff like this happens, man, it puts life in perspective for all of us, right? It's short. Yeah. Um, it's true. Hey, it also points out to, you know, more than football, you know, when you're that young and, you know, this is a guy that from all accounts had a great personality and, and people love to be around him. He, he lit up a room as they they've been saying. Ryan Day spoke on uh, Dwayne Haskins the other day in a press conference and, you know, he alluded to all those factors. So this is a guy who had a career even beyond sports, I imagine, doing even more. He had a family. He's a dad. Um, newly married. So, I mean, it is, it's unbelievable. Uh, Let's talk about NFL star Rob Gronkowski. Gronk playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, only if he does decide to come back. Nate, which way are you leaning on this? He's coming back. 
I think so too. <laughs> I and this yeah. is the thing on the passing Sunday that is the the wide receiver targets for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski is the sprinkles. They don't need him. Cameron Bray can get the job done on first no, down. No. But uh, what he does, what he does that is vastly important for their offense is he blocks. He yeah. is the best blocking tight end of all time. And that is what makes Leonard Fournette's career resurgence that much better in Tampa Bay. So it'll so, be concerning if he doesn't come back. I think I think there's two things touching on that. Rob Gronkowski, chemistry with Tom Brady is number one. Rob, run blocking is number two. Um, I agree there. But let's keep it moving. We got a busy show today. The minority coaches joining Brian Flores' suit. Is this going to start picking up steam? Are they waiting to do the press? Yeah. Full court press on the suit right before the season picks up so they start getting a lot of headlines? I think they are for good reason. Yeah, th- this is this is not um I mean, it, it's great news for minorities everywhere, minority coaches bad news for the NFL because there's another story that ties directly into this and it is former NFL head coach Mike Malarkey in 2020 he was offered the head coaching position for the Tennessee Titans all right uh Titan Brass told him personally hey Mike you you're gonna get the job you're hired and this was before they had even um interviewed the minority candidates which means they had already selected who they were going to offer the job to before they even interviewed any black or any minority coaches so it kind of just you know solidifies what Flores was telling us before it kind of solidifies what happened uh, up in New York with Dayball and, and and that whole thing so Makes uh, sense. Man, yeah. I mean, we it's... always known it's an old white boys club. So Of course. Good for uh Malarkey came out and said that himself. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he, must... he actually I'm gonna send you the link because he was actually very um uh man, I I don't know. He sounds like such a great guy because he was very apologetic for it, even though he didn't do anything, right? Say, he, and, he, he must be retiring then. because. Well, in this life, it's all about being advantageous, right? No one cares about you more than you care about yourself, right? So Mike Malarkey didn't necessarily do a bad thing, but in hindsight, he was like, you know what? The NFL did a bad thing, and I, I was basically there. I'm guilty by association. I feel you. Uh, one last thing let's touch on Debo Samuel. Are we? Is Debo going to be in San Fran? I would trade him, um, but I right? think he's going to be there beginning of the season. Is he going to suddenly him. be healthy? For the rest of his career, after yeah. you pay him like twenty five million dollars a year, especially in like the way he plays and, and the the role that he's used in, he plays. Yeah. Excuse me, he plays freaking running back. <laughs> that like th- he's gonna get hurt. The Dolphins could use him. They definitely could use another receiver. Oh my God, Tyreek Debo and Jalen Waddle on the same offense. Oh, man. We've heard of positionless basketball, but positionless football is. Hey, bro, if you get Debo back there, I would just scrap the entire Miami Dolphin offense. And, and Brandon, I'm going to run what you're going to love. We're running the old wing tee. There we go. (laughs) I love that. I mean, it'd be be amazing. Bringing back Brett Favre. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, Well, without further ado, we are going to do trivia here in a second. And then we are going to do a full mock draft 2.0 of the 
first round. Are you guys ready? Did you come prepared? Always. Cool. I put my sexy panties on for those sexy picks, baby. Let's do the trivia. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, listeners and watchers, Football Scout 365 trivia. This is a doozy of a trivia question. I was actually uh, so funny story, a little background. My uh, uh, my old high school football coach, trivia nut, right? So in uh, my face Facebook messages, usually I'll ask him questions that you know I posed on the show if he didn't watch them, and so he'll he'll throw a um, you know trivia question at me from time to time. So uh, the trivia question he threw at me uh, a few days ago was this: There are four quarterbacks in NFL history who have defeated all 32 NFL teams. Name the four quarterbacks. I know one. And, and just for the record, I, I got, um, let's see, it, it took me five guesses to guess all four. So, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to brag or anything. But, all right, so uh, I'll read the question one more time. There are four quarterbacks in NFL history who have defeated all 32 NFL teams. Name them. Nate, you want to go first? Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay, that's a solid guess. That is a correct guess. Uh, what do you want to give me another one? Brett Favre. Brett Favre is another correct answer. Great job. Two more left. Uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana is a great guess, but it is incorrect. Ooh. Nate. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is another one, and there is one left. Mm. Is this guy? Is this guy like a Hall of Famer? Like I'm not giving you any hints. You guys didn't done good so far. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's not a bad guess because he's know, a journeyman. Right? Yeah, but right. it's wrong. Oh. All right. <laughs> what you got, Brandon? I, you keep looking around and stuff. Who are the guys already named again? Brady, Favre, Brady, Favre, and oh uh, Manning. Take your helmet Brady, to the Favre end of the Marino. Marino's not a bad guess, but it's incorrect. Oh, and oh, Drew Brees. Nate Parker, you want to give me the last one? It is. No. Drew yeah. Brees. He played on the Chargers and the Saints. Oh, yeah, you're right, Marino. You want to give me the, the, the last one, Nate? Josh McCowan. Josh McCowan. <laughs> <laughs> like, it has to be somebody who played for a different team, right? The answer is Drew Brees. Yeah. He okay. played for the Chargers for like four years. Ah, that's now, funny. let me ask you guys this. There's a fifth quarterback who could potentially join this list this upcoming season. Do you know who it may be? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Everyone gets one guess here. Not Deshaun Watson. Um, oh. Could it be Russell Wilson? Good job, Brandon. Good job. Oh, yeah. We'll give Brandon a, a hand clap for that one. Nice. Making yourself up some value here. Great job. All right, Football Scout 365 fans, but that is the trivia question for you today. Um, as it has been all off season, Nasty Nate Parker, he's been killing it. We're not really keeping a record, but if we did, he would be like Tiger Woods back in 01, Chill. and everyone else is just the field. So, uh, again, join us next time for the next trivia question. Real research. Giving it to you strong and hard. Are you guys sure he's not the new Tiger Woods with the car crash and all that? Damn. Yeah. All right, guys. So we are here to do our second 2.0 mock draft. 
And uh, I'm just telling you, I came today to bring poetic justice to this draft with the first pick of the 2022 Football Scout 365 Mock 2.0 draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select. Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. I know we were just talking about this kind of being, you know, a less and less unpopular pick in the moment. And uh, I thought about going offensive line here. But, I mean, they have Josh Allen already for, you know, on one edge. They got Caleb on chase on um, on the other side. But with uh, incoming defensive coordinator uh, Mike Caldwell in there, you're getting a, a Todd Bowles system implemented now in Jacksonville. So they're going to be looking to – get pressure on the quarterback in every way that they can. And, and what better way to do that than, than getting the top edge rusher in this class. I like it. I think that if Jags are in a very weird situation here where they have the option to go either way, because yeah. I don't think they're as bad necessarily as their record was last year because of urban Meyer. So can you can get, you already resigned cam Robinson. You could get another bookend tackle and have your key piece protected, which I actually am leaning towards is the smarter decision here, but Aiden Hutchinson, him and uh, Allen together. That's a mighty defensive end combo and Jacksonville last time they were in the playoffs. They had a really great defense with a really great pass rush. So something to think about with the number two overall pick the Detroit loser Lions select quarterback Malik Willis from Ooh. Liberty Ooh. University. I love it. Um, look, Flames this is a Nation Detroit Lions pick. Okay, it's a Detroit Lions pick. It feels like a Detroit Lions pick. It screams Detroit Lions pick. Uh, I know I did my job because I see Nate rubbing his forehead. Okay. Um, Detroit needs more help along the defensive side of the ball. Love Dan Campbell. Love the run game. The offensive line is actually pretty good. But, I mean, hey, when you have Jared Goff there and you have a chance to get an athlete like Malik Willis, and then we hear all the reports about how great of a person he is, how great of a teammate he is, he's a great leader. Those things you cannot coach, you cannot teach. So we're going Malik Willis here. Number two. Nate, you have one minute to respond. I can see, I can see the argument for it. Um, don't, I don't love the pick. I, I think I'd go I'd – go secondary or defensive end here I, you could even go offensive line in preparation for your future um i i think malik willis is is a great quarterback i i actually have him he he waffled between the first and second best quarterback in this draft but you could not, trade not out what, not ah, what i would have done for the go. lions but uh, I, I can, I mean, honestly, that exactly New Orleans, what Brandon New Orleans said, could, New Orleans, New Orleans could trade up into this position. Yeah, exactly what Brandon said about trading back. There are some like to me, when I look at the Detroit Lions, their biggest need on the defensive side of the ball is, is edge, but also off the ball linebackers is the big mm -hmm. one to me, right? It's too high to draft the off the ball linebacker. I feel like it's too high to draft anything at two outside of a quarterback, to be honest with you. I would expect Detroit to trade out of this position if they don't want to go Willis. All righty, all righty. Uh, Houston Texans, number three overall. Um, I, Here, I'm going to take Evan Neal, offensive tackle, but you could go. Uh, here's the thing. You could go a... Um, bunch of different ways here texas have a lot to cover yeah, i'd give one of you five dollars if you could name five starters off their defense <laughs> yeah i can't exactly <laughs> that's what i'm saying so you could go 
whichever way you wanted. I was towards Kyle Hamilton here, but his concerns over his 40 time, you know, I still think he's going to be great, but is he going to be worth that high of a pick at safety? Because we usually don't go that high. So I'm, I'm going to go with the safe pick and take the most consistent lineman in this draft, not even with the highest upside, because I like the dude out of NC State. But we'll go with Evan Neal right now. All right. Any any rebuttals there? No? No? All right. Number four overall. I personally love this team's draft position with their two picks, the New York Jets. Nate, you're on the clock. With the fourth overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the USC New York Jets select <laughs> Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati. Ooh. Honestly, you could go wide receiver here, and I could see the Jets doing that, wanting to give more weapons to Mike White. Wink, wink. Ah, I mean, but uh, <laughs> um, one of the one of the things that uh, uh, I I think Robert Sala wants to do is really build this defense, and that's what he what he did in uh, San Francisco. And let's be honest, that secondary needs Jesus. Hey, that's a guy you can put out there on an island. We yeah. saw it all last year. Roster's not that bad either. I was, nope, I was looking it's at not. it. Roster has some some they got players. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Michael Michael Carter, uh, Elijah Moore on the I'm offensive more of a side of the ball. Clarence Carter guy myself. But... <laughs> okay. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. As you shouldn't. I probably okay. shouldn't. <laughs> um, Great. Number five, New York Giants. <laughs> Brandon Lumberg is on the clock. Do my boys proud. North Carolina State offensive tackle, Akeem Ekwanu. Get out the syrup, baby. Pancake King in the building. Let's go. Yeah. So thought process here. You got Brian Dable as your head coach. You've got a new OC and Mike Kafka is from the Kansas City Chiefs. Giants are going to be looking to, you know, hit explosive plays. And the best way to get a head start in that department is to solidify your offensive line and kind of build that around Daniel Jones and, and Saquon Barkley. Hopefully he stays healthy because if he does, I feel like this offense has something. And even if Daniel Jones doesn't work out, you move on from him in the future, you at least have that offensive line with a year of experience for some of the younger guys. So I feel like that's the best route to go. Sure. Smart. Sure. Smart. No argument here. It's hard to argue with a good offensive line. And Brandon, to, to what you love, something you always point out is – position versatility right and this guy yeah. gives that to you so yeah. i think he's probably i think he'll be a better guard in the nfl than he will tackle but the fact is he can play both at a pretty yeah. high level right yeah All you right. can start him at guard at first and then move him out there you go with the number six overall pick the most sus gm in this draft selects <laughs> oh me yeah uh, <laughs> cj's Every got Everyone knows I'm I'm Ozzy Newsome, okay? If there's a Ozzy Newsome or less need or something here, I'm him. Uh, but um, with the number six pick, uh, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, we got to go offensive line here, right? And so we? we're gonna go. I hear they Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, um, Northern Iowa. And, and look, it, Panthers. They have to go tackle here, or they have to go offensive line here. Last year they had. Huge needs along the offensive line. Passed on it. Ended up drafting J.C. Horn, who looked like a stud the first four games before he blew his Achilles. So it's not necessarily a bad pick, 
But then you saw uh, that offensive line rear its ugly head as the season went on. Sam Donald was seeing more and more ghosts throughout the year. Uh, Trevor Penning is a great fit here. He's nasty in the run game. Okay, you have CMC back there, so you want to be able to run the ball. But he's also a great athlete, which means he can get out on those screens and those dump-offs uh, for when you get Christian McCaffrey the ball. So it was between him and Charles Cross here. Uh, and honestly, it was, a, it, was a, it was a coin flip. Very nice. All right. Set me up. Tee me up. All right. With the seventh pick. In the 2022 Football Scout 365 mock draft, um, the New York Giants select Trayvon Walker. And my thought process here is Trayvon Walker will team up perfectly with Leonard Williams, and we will have probably the best 3-4 bookend defensive ends that any 3-4 defense has ever seen. That is a mighty combo right there. And in a Wink Martindale defense, I will take that. You want some pushback? Sure. Uh, I I think Trayvon Walker, one, I don't think you draft a guy that high to put him at a a three technique, right? Uh, But I think... I think you put him an outside linebacker. I think he's a, he's a, he's definitely an edge rusher, right? 6'5", 270, 275 pounds. I don't know. You that's let a 3-4. That's, that's, that's well, that's the thing. He's versatile. Well, is he? So it, him, Giants run a 3-4 or 4-3. I'm sorry. No, 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 they signed Wink Martindale, so they're going to run a 3-4. Yeah, so i oh, got to have I, him at the outside backer. Yeah, he's got the positional versatility. You've already, you've already got Aziz Ojolari um, back there. You've got um, Quincy Roche. So you got two guys from from pre- the previous draft on the edge, and then you've got Trayvon Walker who can flip inside and out. So you get the positional versatility, a guy who could be a, a, a game wrecker of a player um, for his size. And dude is, just because he's a bigger dude doesn't mean he doesn't have great, you know, yeah. Lateral movement. He shows that he. I can wanted. To, I wanted to take Thibodeau here to, for the for the actual like three four versatility on the outside and elite pass rusher. But man, these reports you keep hearing and hearing about him just leaving the combine after running the forty, questioning his fire for football. It's just risky here, and I know Trayvon Walker. He wants to play. So I don't drink the Kool Aid, man. I know he he's still like an Kool-Aid. elite prospect. Uh, let's talk about the number eight Atlanta Falcons. Nate Parker, you're on the clock. Uh-oh. With the eighth overall pick, the Falcons select safety Notre Dame Kyle Hamilton. I get that. I waffled between Charles Cross and, uh, and Kyle Hamilton, but I think overall the, there's so many needs on the Falcons that... Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton is is the safer pick at this at this spot. I mean, pretty much every position on defense you can draft there. So I mean, I thought about, I thought about going wide receiver too. I thought about going Drake London or Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave. So the number nine overall pick for the Seattle Seahawks, a grumpy Brandon Lundberg steps to the mic. Yeah, Seahawks are going to take Kenny Pickett here. I mean, if Malik Willis was in this spot, that's exactly no, who no, they would bro. probably take in this spot. So no, they're not. They're they're, they're taking for another year. I don't. I don't get the- what you think, Woody. What they're going to do? Oh, they're going to cool. take back because they don't have one. They've got Drew Locke. So if they're yeah, going to tank, you think if they're tanking, then they're going to fire Pete Carroll and they're going to move on. It's going to be a whole probably going to fire Pete Carroll. It makes zero yeah. sense. Okay, well then that's what they're going to do. So number ten overall, the New York Jets select. 
All right, so with the number 10 overall selection, the New York Jets, um, they have a great roster. Nate made a hell of a pick at number four, drafting Sauce Gardner. So I think I'm going to add to that, and I'm going to go edge rusher uh, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. I think this is a great spot because he, he failed a decent bit. So I highly doubt there will be any draft day bulls if Thibodeau falls to 10. I highly doubt it. Him or him, yeah, him or Sting, him or Derek Stingley. A, you can't go wrong there. The two best Woody is so mad. I, I was actually looking to go sauce here at, at ten, right? But obviously the Jets brass decided to go sauce Gordon at number four, which I'm all for. And so we'll address the edge here at the tenth pick. All right, uh, with the eleventh pick in the 2022 Football Scout 365 mock draft, Woody Massey and the Washington Commanders select. Kills me to take him over my boy at uh, University of Southern California, but I'm going to go with wide receiver out of Ohio State, Garrett Wilson, for scheme fit and lining up. He's lines up better next to Terry, and they do need some help. Give Carson another weapon. I love the jump in. I love the speed. Full package. I like it. All right, with the number 12 overall pick. I, I picked two linemen first. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Number 12 overall pick, Nate selects Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are selecting Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa at center. I like this pick here because it basically gives the run game the extra push that it needs to get going and put putting Kirk Cousins in a position to succeed. And I think that's the best pick for them at that position. I thought about going edge. I thought about going they really need secondary. Corner. But at the at the end of the day, if they can't score points, which is predicated on their run game, they're not going to win games. All right, the Houston Texans are on the clock after trading Deshaun Watson with the Browns pick. Brandon. Oh man, this is don't uh, bite my head off. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is uh, a bit of a, a tough one here. So I went back and forth. I thought maybe they could go skill position player to try to liven up the offense a little bit and help Davis Mills out since they're. You know, they believe that he might be their future. But, you know, I believe whatever they do here, they're building towards the future. And I'm I'm going to I'm going skill position player here for the Texans out of the blue. And I'm going to go with Jamison Williams, wide receiver from uh, Alabama. And I think this helps this offense, um, not just now, but in the future. Like I said, if they end up drafting another quarterback next year, then you've got somebody already there. You've got a weapon there to work with. And you're lining things up for that potential, you know, opportunity for Bryce Young. An Irishman isn't going to argue about some Jameson. All right, the number 14 overall Baltimore Ravens. DJ McLaughlin takes. All right, so uh, with the 14th pick, Baltimore Ravens, uh, they need help, you know, along the offensive line, the defensive line. You know, they need some edge rushers. They need off-the-ball linebackers. They drafted Patrick Queen a couple years ago. He's been a letdown. They also need cornerback depth, and you got Marcus Peters coming back from Achilles injury. Nate, I really wanted to go Lyndon Baum uh, here with this pick at pick 14, but you snagged him up. So it's only right that I go Derek Stingley, corner out of LSU. Man, you got on me so hard for taking Sauce Gardner last draft, and you're going to turn around and take a corner again? 
I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> corners, corners are corners. You need corners in this league. It's a it's a pass-driven league. You got to have guys that can cover and rush the passes. I'm going to give you a little pushback here because the key to this defense for years has been a strong presence in the middle. And with Brandon Williams uh, now off the team, this would have been a perfect slot for Jordan Davis to slide in and be the heart and soul of the okay. run stop. Well, you know, I actually did my homework here, and they drafted Michael Pierce to be their nose tackle, so it would be a waste of a draft pick if they Pierce has played Davis a lot there. of 3-4 end, too, so yeah. he can move around that line. Uh, let's talk about Philadelphia Eagles. Set myself up here with the 15th overall pick. I'm taking Drake London with uh, Smitty being a little small. The small side last year, getting Devontae Smith. I think that Drake London is the perfect counter to him as a big target, being able to catch a lot of passes, especially with them getting rid of Zach Ertz. I think Drake London's going to be there to move the chains, and that's exactly what this offense can use. Now, now, okay, you got to listen to your own advice because Jordan Davis is there, and Philly was last in run defense last year. So how do you how do you not do that? Because uh, they brought back Fletcher Cox for a reason. <clears throat> Yeah, he was there last year, part of that bad run defense. He's still there, though. I think that Drake London's a good value here. And we don't normally go that high. It's just they have a defensive tackle. Okay. Nice. All right, let's go New Orleans Saints. This is from the Colts through the Eagles. After that big trade that they just did, Nate, who are you taking? To be clear, I don't think they have this pick when it comes to the, when it comes to the draft, but... I think they're going to pack it and trade up. But if they do, they're going to take Charles Cross, offensive tackle. Nice. Surprise is still on the board here. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's a good deal. That is a good deal. All right, Los Angeles Chargers. My boy Brandon over here about to bite some kneecaps. Yes, I am ready to do that. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I kind of went back and forth a little bit here. This is this should be pretty easy. I'm going to go corner Trent McDuffie uh, from the Washington Huskies here. He's got some versatility as a player. Um, you know, he can play inside, he can play out, so he can play the nickel, he can play outside. But again, they can go a lot of different ways. They've got a lot of pieces already in place, but best available at a position of need. Corner feels like the, the biggest position of need outside of inside linebacker. What about Jordan Davis with how bad the run game was last year? I feel like there's opportunities for them to draft an interior defender later on. Go get one of the top corners first, especially in a division where you're going to need guys to cover. All right, Philadelphia Eagles, CJ. Coming back turn, around. You can turn Thankfully. around and take your boy. Thankfully. In my notes here, I have best available, and then I have a question mark. I have build on the defense question mark or add a weapon for my guy, Jalen Hurts. So what we, we are somewhat the on the same page. Because yeah, exactly. you already got the weapon for Jalen Hurts. Me, so I'm going to address that terrible uh, interior defense that we have with Fletcher Cox. Um, and we're drafting nose guard Jordan Davis. And I brought this up to Brandon yesterday. So uh, uh, Hargrave, which is the, the other defensive tackle in the middle of that Philadelphia defense, he had the second best pass rush grade in all of the NFL, like a 92, right? Had eight sacks, incredible, unstoppable on pass, pass rush downs in the middle. 
<laughs> almost dead last against the run in that same position. Mm-hmm. So you get Jordan Davis there. You have some flexibility. We've seen Fletcher Cox. We've seen his versatility along that defensive line. So, you know, you'll be able to do more on the defensive side of the ball. Um, like maybe that. a little too high, or at least, you know, before the, the combine went on, it seemed that way. But after Jordan Davis did what he did and showed, like, hey, no, I can play on the field for, yeah. you know, 50 plays. I ran a 4 7 Draft me. So um, it's a steal right here for Philly, if you ask me. 100%. All right, team me up. All right. So with the 19th pick in the 2022 NFL draft, Woody Massey and the New Orleans Saints select. All right. So we've taken an offensive tackle already. We've refilled the biggest hole in our offense. Now we need to get someone across from Michael Thomas, especially with him coming back from injury. So who better than that? Then probably the best route runner in this draft, no doubt the best route runner in this draft, Chris Olave out of Ohio State. Nice. Any argument there? All right. Nope. Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> for Nate Parker, the number 20th overall pick. Steelers for nearly a decade were very good at stopping the run. They were the steel curtain in the NFL. Now they can just rush the passer. At... Number 20, the Steelers select Devin Lloyd, Utah. They need to patch that hole in their defense, and I think they actually will have more than just a uh, figment of their imagination top five defense. I think it'll actually, it actually could be a top five defense. Nice. New England Patriots, 21 overall. Brandon All right. selects. Take a breath there. Yeah. So here, here's the deal. This division is is starting to get loaded with offensive talent. You know, Bill Belichick is sitting there thinking we got to do something about the offensive talent out here. So we got to get some. We got to get a dog. You know, for this secondary to just add more depth to it and talent. So uh, with the twenty first pick of the twenty twenty two NFL draft, the New England Patriots go with Daxton Hill from the University of Michigan. Uh, the reason I'm going this route is he played nickel for the majority of his time while playing at Michigan. He played some deep safety when it was needed, but he brings you that versatility um, and with his speed in the nickel. I think that it's going to be very useful, especially against some of these incredible receivers in this uh, in this division. So I like it. Uh, Green Bay Packers from the Raiders in the Devonte Adams trade. CJ, you know where you got to go here. I know if where you, I got to go. If you I know go, you're if happy you, about this. I know. <laughs> so uh, I think what he gets his wish here. You know, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, so with the 22nd pick, the Green Bay Packers select a receiver. And I didn't have nothing but receivers here listed, right? Three of them got drafted already. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Drake London, all of which Aaron Rodgers would have absolutely loved. Um, and now I'm I'm a bit torn, okay? Now, Woody, we may not get along on this because as I'm looking and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm calling Guten Kuntz and I'm like, hey, man, I think we should trade down a couple spots. I actually um, don't hate that. And and because here at, at this spot, I, I can they justify. They need two wide receivers, really. I can justify Jahan Dotson, right? But you could get However, 
However, I think I can get David Bale a little lower, perhaps, and I know Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers loves his big body. But for the sake of Football Scout 365, and since we're not trading picks, the 22nd pick is going to be David Bale. Wow. Over John. It fits Aaron Rodgers. What do you I like? see them what trying want? to target maybe both of them. Like Jahan Dotson, David Bell. There, That'd the be first ideal. Pick, right? That'd be ideal. I know Brandon's happy. All right. With the 23rd overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals will be selecting. I told Brandon this other day, CJ, this is my first questionable sexy pick of the day. Oh, snap. But I I think it'd be really interesting to see what Traylon Burks does across with DeAndre Hopkins. Having him and uh, Rondell Moore in the same offense. You know what the problem is? Wait, one second. One second. Let me finish. With Cliff Kingsbury being anything, he's at least creative with what he does with the wide receivers. I think that that would be an interesting spice to add to that offense. I mean, yeah. But, you you know what the problem is? Like, we see Debo, right? And when I see Traylon Burke, I see Debo. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's some recency bias there. Um, but, I mean, I like Traylon Burke as a player. I, I think they'll probably be getting a fabulous player. And, honestly, they 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 need some running back. They lost Chase Edmonds in free agency. Yep. You just got James Conner back there. Mm-hmm. He can't carry a full load. We've seen, all, seen that already. So, you know, maybe uh, Shanahan has started a trend there, having that running back receiver hybrid who you can just plug in and wherever you need them, that's where you put them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking myself. All right, with the 24th overall pick, Dallas Cowboys GM Nate Parker selects George Karloftis, Purdue. That's what I think is going to happen here. I mean, he's I'm surprised he got he got this far with the number 25 overall pick Buffalo Bills select GM Brandon Lumber. Ooh, this is a big pick right here. I'm going do I'm it. Going, I know I'm going to do it. I'm going to open the trunk here in a minute. But here's the deal. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, here we go. But we're going to go with uh, Michigan State running back Kenneth Ooh. Walker the third. Wow. Listen to me. Hear me out. This is one of the few teams in the NFL that doesn't really need they have the luxury ton- of being able to take this. Break. Right. So they, they have the option to do this. So, you know, they've already, you know, they they. Looking into CMC to see if there was potential opportunity there in the offseason. They went after J.D. McKissick. They're looking for a receiver out of the backfield, so I kind of went back and forth. Does Brees Hall make more sense or Kenneth Walker in this situation? I think that they might feel a little burned from missing on uh, Jonathan Taylor when they took CEH ahead of him. I think they're going to go running back in this particular spot if they have the opportunity to do that. All right, we are rolling, boys. Number 26 overall, the Tennessee Titans. C.J. McLaughlin selects. All right, so the Tennessee Titans, uh, they need help along the defensive line. We got Karloftis out of there, so let me cross him off the list. Um, they also need some help along the offensive line as well. Let's see, Lindenbaum, is, I, was ho- I was hoping he might fall because of size. Cross him off the list. Trevor Penning. He went in the top 10. Let's cross him off the list. So I'm going to go with, I'm going Lama here. I'm going with Kenyon Green. I'm out of Texas A&M. He was an anchor on that offensive line. Uh, his time throughout college football there, they won the award for having the best offensive line this past year. So I'm going to go there. Um, Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill, 
Uh, he was the second most sacked quarterback in the league last year. And then obviously you want to also, whenever you can supplement that run game and Derrick Henry, whenever you can add to it, um, you want to do that as well. So Kenyon Green right here is a, a no-brainer. There was a couple additional linemen out there, Bernard Raymond. Um, he's a good one. And my old boy from Ohio State, um, the Frenchman. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. but um, So it's some options there. All right, team me up. All right, so with the 27th pick in the Football Scout 365 mock draft, uh, Woody Massey and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bruce Arians and all those guys up there, and Tom Brady. I, I hope you called Tom Brady before you made this pick. But they select. It's real. Oh, this is a championship squad, so we got to bring in championship players, right? So, with the Dominican Sioux still unsigned and posturing to get re-signed, we have a little hole next to Vita Villa, so we will be taking the unsung hero off the defense, the Georgia defensive line, and we will be taking mm. Devontae Wyatt, the three-tech. Good pick. Tech I like it. Tech. I like it. Good job, Woody. That's the best pick you made all day. Like that's ever. not a slight. That's, that's a, like, that's that's a like, good pick, man. That's going to be the one that really happens. All right. Uh, with the 28 overall pick, the Green Bay Packers select Nate. All right. With the 28th overall pick, the Green Bay Packers give Aaron Rodgers his second wet dream of this draft, and they give him Jahan Dotson, Penn State University. Um, honestly, at this point, it's the best available wide receiver left on the board. Uh, he's going to pair well, great with David Bell, and Aaron Rodgers needs it. Yeah, that Dotson might be the best draft. Jesus. Might be the best receiver in the draft. Dotson I mean, really might be the best really wide receiver. Like it, I love so here's I, I like that Green Bay has re-signed Randall Cobb because they have a veteran presence inside that room. And mm -hmm. Randall Cobb knows Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to be able to hopefully have that veteran leadership to lead that room and hopefully continue the culture of excellence that seems to come out of Green Bay at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Randall Cobb needs to stay there because he's going to sit there and he's going to tell David Bell, who the Packers drafted earlier in this mock draft, and Jahan Dotson, who you just drafted, Nate. He's, he's going to say, like, hey, if you look at Aaron, and if he starts shaking his head, just walk to the sideline. Just walk to the side. It's going to be a lot of growing pains if you're throwing the rookies this year. And these two rookies I love, man. But, yeah, man, Aaron Rodgers. It'll be interesting. We'll see. But the 29 overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs, Brandon Lumberg, GM, selects. George Pickens, University of Georgia. We're going to – still wondering if he's Carl's son, even though I know he's not. <laughs> yeah. All I know is uh, he's got the speed, he's got the juice that they need, and I, I just think that he's he's going to be a sneaky pick. I feel like he might fall into the second round or he'll go late um, in the first round. I, I do think some of the other receivers that we've already picked are going to say a little bit more, too. Wouldn't so. Christian Watson's blinding speed here be the area to take a stab? Maybe, and I, I thought about that. I went back and forth looking at him and and uh, Pickens both, and I just feel like just feel like Pickens might be a great fit for the Chiefs. No, I think you're right there. He's, he's he might be what they need. Yeah. All right. Well, back to back. Kansas City's on the clock again. CJ, where are they going? Yeah. So, um, great pick by Brandon, getting the X receiver there. Um, that's definitely a need. That's I didn't even know they were selecting back to back because I had. Uh, the Chiefs drafting 
quite possibly a receiver, uh, possibly Jordan Davis if he fail, you know, that pair beside Chris Jones, because that's just absolutely scary. They did lose a corner this year in free agency. Um, so I am going to go with cornerback from Florida, uh, Kair Elam. Um, it was it was between that and then I also wanted to look at Quay Walker, another Georgia guy inside. He drafted Nick Bolton uh, last year, who uh, he, he's played well. So why not yeah. get another linebacker, perhaps pair him, maybe a Nicobe Dean, maybe a Quay Walker. But I'm going to just go safe here. I'm going to get the, the, the cornerback out of Florida. Oh, team me up. You left me my boy. You left me my boy. Let's All go. right. So with the 31st pick in the 2022 Football Scout 365 mock draft, Woody Massey and the Cincinnati Bengals select. We remade the <laughs> offensive line, right? We brought back Eli Apple for lack of better. We can get a cornerback, take a flyer later. Give me a game changer to add to this defense that was already so tough that it carried us to the Super Bowl last year. I'm taking arguably maybe the best edge, most explosive athletic guy in this draft, Boye Moffett. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah, he's getting a lot of uh, publicity. He was at the Senior Bowl, showed out. Definitely a guy who I, I think he kind of moved into to the David Ajabo position a little bit. I mean, he's a little bit further back than where I had Ajabo, Mafe is. Yeah. But uh, he kind of falls into that realm where he could he could go even higher than this. Him and Hendrickson would be a mighty combo. Yeah. Look, they, they really addressed that offensive line in free agency, though, which they gives did. them some freedom to kind of do... Does. You yeah. know, to have some flexibility at the end of the first round here. Mm-hmm. So they could go corner. They could go, you know, edge rusher. You can never have enough. 32 Detroit Lions from the Rams. Detroit okay. Lions at 32 <laughs> overall because Malik Willis was selected at two. We'll select Sky Moore. Western. There you go. Well, oh. that was my other. That was my other guy who was on the list too. Looking at the end zone. Looking for more. The bigger, what a grab! Uh, receiver on the outside. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the UNC quarterback there, but you uh you held you held it. Why not? I mean, I mean, shot. come on. Like, uh, let's like let's we got to be realistic here. I mean, come yeah. on. Like, it's I never been like, done before. CJ, like CJ, CJ set the tone. <laughs> they picked the quarterback. It'd be a bold ball. strategy, Cotton. We're taking two. One of them you know what, CJ? I take yep. it that would be the most Lions thing to do of all time. <laughs> and then two quarterbacks. In we the have first a starting round. quarterback, but we take two. And both like of them trash. Is still the starter. <laughs> not not right. only do we have a quarterback, but we're we're overpaying them too. But we're gonna draft two more, and hopefully one of these guys. Anybody want right. to trade us for one? Now closing it out, we've seen a lot of movement in this NFL offseason. Teams without a first round pick going into the draft for the San Francisco 49ers, Chicago Bears, Denver Broncos, Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, Miami Dolphins now after that Tyree Kill trade, Las Vegas Raiders after the Devontae Adams trade, and the Los Angeles Rams. We said F them picks years ago. Yeah. I would be interested to know before we close out. How many teams last year didn't have a first-round pick and where they ended up at? I know Seattle didn't have one last year. We saw how that happened. The Rams didn't have one last year. We also saw how that happened. Um, But just interesting to know because I think we get in this mindset, right, to where we look at history and we say, oh, well, you know what? If if, 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 If you don't have a first or a second round pick, you can't get better. 
right? But less need Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. It, it kind of, you know, they dubbed that. That's not true. So, for yeah, sure, for sure. this is crazy too. I think this might be the most uh, teams that Without don't a have first a first round pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, I was looking for that. I don't remember the last time it was this much. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning into our mock draft 2.0. As always, check out after further review right now. We've covered over 20 players on personal draft profiles. Uh, we're running down our big board list now leading up to the draft. We've done quarterbacks and running backs will be released uh, by the time this is out. And wide receivers are next up on the board. Do we have another mock draft coming before the draft? Uh, we we might um, only if we don't have like an interview with somebody talking about something else. So some things might change Ooh. in between. Otherwise, yeah, that would okay. be the case. We'll see. Sounds good. Sounds fun. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. For Brandon Lumberg, CJ McLaughlin, and Nate Parker, we are Football Scout 364.